Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast, Grab It Quick News. This is the sixth episode of season three and the fourth podcast episode during the coronavirus. Only four episodes left. I know it's went by fast, but this is the reason why I've been taking it a little slow because I know that you guys are hunkering down and you guys are actually enjoying this podcast. I want to give a big thanks and a special shout out to everyone who is listening and to my friends who are writing me. So let's get started. A gentle reminder, if you are not 18 or older, you should not be listening to this without your parents' consent. Let's get it. COVID-19 Small Business Guidance and Loan Resources. Are you a small business? Do you need some relief from the coronavirus? Well, at sba.gov, they have an application for that. It's called a Small Business Guide and Loan Resource. The health and governmental officials are working together to maintain the safety, security, and health of the American people. Small businesses are encouraged to do their part to keep their employees, their customers, and themselves healthy. Our nation's small businesses are facing an unprecedented economic disruption due to the COVID-19 outbreak. On Friday, March 27th, the president signed into law the CARES Act, which contains $376 billion in relief for American workers and small business owners. To learn more about those options, go to sba.com. Find out if you are eligible for this loan. The CDC offers the most up-to-date information on COVID-19. So this interim guidance is going to be based on what is currently known about the disease of 2019. So you can find out your eligibility as well as the COVID-19 guidelines. SBA.gov. CDC tips and reminders for coronavirus updated. The CDC is now recommending that people wear face masks in public places when entering public places like stores, public transit, post offices. It is mainly to prevent those who are asymptomatic or those who have symptoms from spreading the virus. Although our current president says he won't be wearing one, because we suspect it's going to probably be orange from spray tan, the First Lady has contradicted him issuing a statement everyone should be following who in CDC guidelines. No face mask? Got sewing skills? Joann's Fabrics is issuing free mask making materials. So just go to your local Joann's or check out their online face mask tutorial on how to make an effective face mask on YouTube. 
The CDC still recommends that we eliminate face touching and our finger transfers the virus to our nose, our eyes, and our mouth 12 times per hour to eat lots of great leafy greens and fruits high in vitamin D, vitamin C because it will help boost our immune systems. We should also be hand washing. So we should be tripling our hand washing. So if you wash your hands three times a day, it should be six times a day. If you do six times a day, then make it nine times a day but you want to wash your hands properly. And the key is to concentrate on the fingertips and wash for 20 seconds. And remember, friction, friction, friction. We want to still get enough sleep. We still need seven to eight hours per night. We need to exercise at home regularly. We could aim for 30 minutes every other day, or we could do 15 minutes every day. Handshakes and hugs are canceled. So remember, handshaking and hugging can transfer 10 times more germs than a fist bump. So we're gonna disinfect our surfaces by using the spray wipe spray method. We're gonna improve our air quality by getting a humidifier because viruses dislike humid air. And we're also going to do a namaste. We're gonna meditate because meditating is known to support and boost your immune system. Porn star pleads guilty after busted for public porn shoots. Performer and husband will not face jail time. This story was written from AVN News on April 22nd of 2020. It is in the legal column by Rhett Pardon. In Jonesboro, Arkansas, an adult performer will not be going to prison. Several years ago, this particular adult film star and her husband were accused of shooting porn and sexy glamour shots in public all over Craighead County in Arkansas. After an online probe of her work by police, each were charged with an array of criminal counts. Yesterday, she and her husband received 12 months suspended imposition of sentence, SIS, after they each entered guilty pleas for three counts of indecent exposure. In the SIS, the defendant is placed on probation. If the defendant violates the probation and faces revocation, the judge may order any sentence within the full range of punishment for the crime convicted. In addition, the performer and her husband each were ordered to pay $1,190 in court costs and fees. She and her husband will not have to register as sex offenders in, in this decision is made by the judge. The film star and her husband each faced six additional charges of promoting obscene performance and sale, possession of distribution of obscene film, but those charges were dropped. The film star was investigated and eventually arrested along with her husband after the Jonesboro Police Department was tipped off by a local individual in the summer of 2017. The tipster pointed to the content made available online. In the videos, the adult film star can be seen masturbating while seated at a Cheddar's restaurant and using a sex toy in her buttocks at a Home Depot parking lot, according to an affidavit made by an arresting officer. She also would shoot oral sex scenes on nature trails or at a park. The Memphis-born adult star had a Pornhub channel. She offered camp fare on different sites and clip stores on various clip stores. 
At the time of the arrest, the actress's husband said that the content they shot amounted to $1,000 in income each month. So what's the tip of this story, guys? For my performers, please stop shooting in public. It is an offense. All right, we've reached the second half of my podcast, and that is where I answer letters from you, my beautiful friends and fans. Let's get started. Our first letter is from a female in Alabama. She writes, Dear Jessica, I need your help. I have been dating my boyfriend for the past three years. Over the years, his physical and emotional abuse have worsened. We are at a point in our relationship where he beats me and immediately after we have sex. I will not lie to you, Jessica. This has been the best sex I have ever had with anyone. The last time we did have sex, he choked me and pulled a gun on me beforehand and forced me to have sex with him. I will not lie. It was amazing, but I am honestly fearful of my life. How do I get out of this cycle? Well, female in Alabama, this is a tangled web that we have weaved. So, um, first I want to identify some things with you. So this has been gradual abuse. And sometimes when it's gradual abuse, we become accustomed to that abuse. And when we're accustomed to certain abuses, we stop thinking of it as abuse. We start thinking of it as his special way of loving us like him controlling what we eat, what we wear, where we go, how we go, and who we go with. And then on top of it, we start adding physical abuse. Now, that is abuse. There are also some aspects I feel like in this relationship that we are not discussing, which is the BDSM aspect of this relationship. Now, a lot of people don't understand why people want someone to choke them during sex or spank them or hit their boobs really hard or pinch their nipples. But it is proven that that pain causes an adrenaline rush. And because you have an adrenaline rush, sex will be better. That is what is happening in this instance with this particular guy. He gets his adrenaline rushed and pumped by hitting you and you get your adrenaline rushing because he is hitting you. And then you both are getting the adrenaline rushing because you already know what's going to follow after he hits you. You know you guys are going to have this intimate, passionate, primal sex. And that is all fair and great if that is something you want. But by the looks of this letter... This is something you are not prepared for, nor is it something you thought that you would ever have. So I'm going to tell you that you need to be very safe when it comes to this, because it sounds like you and him are not practicing BDSM. Practicing BDSM means that you know the rules, the regulations, you know how to properly choke somebody so that they aren't hurt. You know how to properly slap someone with your palm of your hand so that it leaves marks, but it doesn't leave bruises. Okay, so we are doing BDSM, but we're doing it in a heightened state. And this is a very dangerous state because you both are amateurs and you don't know what you're doing and he could end up killing you on accident 
the fact that he brought a weapon to this is because I would guarantee that him hitting you is not going to do it for him. He's going to keep upping this. So it was a gun this time. Could be a knife next time. And guess what? Next time it could be that he points the gun in your mouth, in your, you know, areas that you don't want it, to your head. Because that's kind of where he's at. He's going down a very dark sexual path. And unfortunately, it's going to get darker. There is no, oh, well, he decided he doesn't want to choke me anymore to have sex. Because these people get off on harming you in real life. And I would bet you money that if you guys go back to the vanilla sex that you had and it was so much fun of just, oh, he used to love me and make love to me, I would bet money that he wouldn't be able to get a heart on. And I would bet money that he's still not able to get a heart on now. And that's why you're willing to do this for him. Stop being willing to be someone's punching bag. You are his punching bag. And this is not worth the consequences that are going to happen in the future, which is you may get in a real relationship where this man does not abuse you and you don't know how to identify with that because you've been in that kind of relationship a long time. Another thing is your safety. No man should be choking you, hitting you, any of that to have sex with you. That is toxic and abusive and you need to get out of it. You also need to get into therapy. I would get into therapy as fast as I could. I wouldn't even tell him about any of this, and I'm sure you haven't. But I would try to work out an exit strategy. I would make sure that um, I went to Win Georgia Smiles, and I would download that app that um, can be seen on your phone. It looks like a normal app, but it's got an emergency contact where you hit this button on the app, and your emergency contact will get this automated message that you've put in like help me I'm ready pick me up at such and such a time and I'll be ready but you need to make sure that you have a safe exit plan you need to make sure that you're going to therapy and the number one thing you also need to do make sure you're not blaming yourself because this isn't your fault you got into a manipulative situation. This person is manipulative and this person is abusing you. And unfortunately, with sexual molesters, with people who abuse you, sometimes the abuse feels good. And sometimes we don't want to admit that. But I mean, hey, he's beating you, but at the end of it, he's stroking you and making you feel like a queen, right? And you guys have that little honeymoon phase and then up starts all over again. You get addicted to that cycle. The best way to break that cycle is to end it. End it as quickly and abruptly as it started. Um, I wouldn't do gradual. I wouldn't let him know where I was going because we are very aware that over 55% of people who leave their abuser end up injured or dead after they leave. So just be very mindful that the person you're dealing with right now, if he is willing to do this to you and have sex with you after, what will he not do to you? So I want you to, number one, stay safe. Number two, don't blame yourself. Number three, get the hell out of there. Okay, but thank you so much for the letter.
Our second letter is from a female in Arkansas. She writes, Dear Jessica, all of my close friends are starting families. They have all gotten married and are at a stage in their life where they are all pregnant or trying to get pregnant. I am not engaged, nor do I want kids. Is it wrong for me to drop them as friends? I am 22 and I feel like they are living different lifestyles of me. What do you think? I will have to agree with you, female in Arkansas. You are living a completely different lifestyle than them. You are single. You don't have any responsibilities as far as children, as far as a significant other. So I've had this happen where all of my friends got married or were in a relationship and I wasn't. And it makes you feel like you're the third, fourth, fifth wheel, right? And then you've got to listen to their love stories of me and Brad hang out together and oh, me and Brad have matching outfits and oh, me and Brad went to the museum and when we have our baby, it'll look just like me and Brad, (laughs) right? It gets a little where you're like, oh my God, I need a drink. We can't drink because we're trying to get pregnant. Ah." Yeah. So you start, you're like, what the hell? Yeah. So you're, it's normal perfectly normal and it's perfectly normal as a 22 year old girl to not want to get married and to not want to have children but to travel see the world live your life I know right now we're in a pandemic so we can't you know do as much traveling as we'd like to we can't see the world as much as we'd like to we can of course see it you know via google but you know for the most part we are here in this pandemic so I my advice to you is I wouldn't drop them If anything, I would make sure that I was the favorite auntie with all the babies. I would make sure that I came to all their baby showers. I would make sure I came to their labor and delivery if they needed it. I would make sure that I was there for any events that they may have where they want to see me. Because this is the thing. Yes, married people and prego people, they get caught up in that whirlwind of family shit. And there's an awful lot of family shit to do. But... They still like to live vicariously through their single friend. And you're the single friend. So they're going to want to hear about, girl, when I went to Cabo after the pandemic and I met so-and-so and what we did. They still want to hear all of it. You know what I mean? So don't drop them off completely. But just make sure that, you know, you may not be able to hang out with them as tough. But make sure that you have some friends that you are able, some single friends, friends who don't have kids, who want to do the same things that you want to do. Now is the time for you to make what I call groups of friends, where you may have friends at work that you hang out with. You may have friends at your gym that you hang out with, you know what I mean? Or the friends on social media that you hang out with, right? But I think right now, with us being in a pandemic, the number one thing is that we want to make sure that we keep in touch with all of our friends and that we make new friends because, you know, no one is as so rich as to throw away a friend, Miha, right? So your number one goal, be the best auntie you can be. Let your married Prego friends live vicariously through you because I'm telling you now, once that baby hits about two years old, that baby bug shit, it's gonna, up. Oh, it automatically snaps out and you're like, oh my God, I need to start my life. I wanna go swimming. I wanna get in a bathing suit. I wanna go to a party. So they're gonna, they're gonna need you, single friend, okay? So don't give up on them. You just live your life like you want to, all right? And be safe doing it. Thanks so much for the letter.
our last and final letter comes from a female in Missouri. She writes, Dear Jessica, my boyfriend of four years has always been aggressive, but it's always been in a very sexy way. Lately, he has been scaring me. We have been arguing quite a lot. We are quarantined together. He has punched a hole in the wall. He has thrown things across the room and he has even grabbed me. Is this the quarantine making him like this? Well, female in Missouri, thank you so much for writing me the letter. So I just want to point out to you, you asked me, is the quarantine making him ultra aggressive? But the first sentence you gave me was my boyfriend of four years has always been aggressive but in a sexy way so when I hear something like that that means that his aggression has never been towards you you've always been on the opposite end of it and I'm sure you have enjoyed him bucking up on some folks because we always like to see our man buck up just oh he did that honey testosterone he's mine yes but I want you to remember the first sentence you said, he's always been aggressive, but it was in a sexy way. And now he's being aggressive, but it's not in a sexy way. He's being aggressive in a scary way. I'm gonna say this to you and you're gonna think I'm being a bitch, but there is no way in hell being aggressive is sexy. It's not. Standing up for yourself, standing up for the little guy, that is sexy. But when someone is aggressive, when I hear aggression, I equate it to violence. I equate it to this person does not have very good communication skills. So instead of them trying to communicate with me, they go to aggression. And once the aggression happens and I'm still not doing what they want me to do, then the aggression turns violent. You see that connection? And that's the connection I'm trying to get you to make because he's always been this way. It's just that sometimes certain situations allow us to take off the rose colored glasses, as my grandmother would say, and see the situation for what it is. Your boyfriend has always been aggressive. He's always been that type of guy. Just now you're getting to see it firsthand at just how aggressive he is. I'm sure he has punched a wall without you knowing it. And I'm sure he's always wanted to shake the shit out of you, but he didn't do it because he knew it would make you view him in a different light. And sometimes aggressors do that where they don't want you to see them in a different light because once you do see them in a different light, you see them for what they really are and then they have to become violent with you, okay? So I'm gonna say this to you. My grandmother used to tell me this all the time about abusive men. The first time an abusive man hits you, he's going to apologize. And he's going to tell you, baby, I'll never do it again. I'm going to buy you flowers. I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do. And for that first three to six months, he does it. And you feel like he was just having a bad day. The second time he hits you, it's usually within six to nine months of the first time he hits you. And he's going to say, I'm so sorry. I'm so stressed. He's going to run that same gamut on you if he thinks you believe it. And if you believe it, then, hey, 
We're going to do the same cycle. We're going to go back to the honeymoon. He loves me. He must really love me. He must really not want me to leave because he did all of this for me. Because you know us women, we love to do that internal bullshit talk. That's really just what it is, bullshit. Because the truth is, if someone loves you, they're not going to put their hands on you like that. If someone wants to control you, if someone wants to manipulate you, then they will put their hands on you like that. Okay? Now, the third time he puts his hands on you, he's not going to apologize. Do you know why he's not going to apologize? Because he meant it the first and the second time. And you should have known it. Right? So, I gave you this story to tell you that this is possibly going to get worse as quarantine goes on. There was a study done in China after quarantine, their divorce rate went up by double. Unfortunately, people don't realize who they have until a pandemic happens. And then you actually get to sit with that person that you've chosen and you get to see their ups, their downs, their flaws, you know, you see it all. And then you get to make a educated decision on whether or not you want to be with that person. And I feel like you wrote me this letter because you want to make an educated decision about this person. You guys, thank goodness, are not married and you didn't mention any kids. So I'm just going to go on a limb and say that you are not married and you do not have kids. And I would make sure that I kept it that way until homeboy can get some act right. And when I say act right, I mean therapy. I mean him actually dealing with the fact that he has to put his hands on you and you need to deal with that. Don't ever let nobody feel like they can put their hands on you. Even now in a pandemic, there are places for you to go. There are shelter. There are steps in place for you to get out of that. So don't ever let him think he can put his hands on you now because you ain't going no fucking where. There's places for you to go. Don't ever feel helpless in this situation. But I feel like the reason you wrote me is because you want me to tell you the real. And the real is... The aggressive behavior that you thought was sexy is no longer sexy because he's doing it to you now. And now that he has done it to you, there is a very high chance, like 75% chance, he's going to continue to do it to you even after the pandemic. So get ready for that cycle. But you can always break it. You can always break it. So don't ever feel like you're trapped. But make sure that you're taking the steps necessary to let him know how you feel. Do it in a calm way. Don't don't aggravate him and don't let him aggravate you. But if you guys are arguing in quarantine, you guys need to go to separate rooms and you guys may not need to bring that topic up for, you know, another three days until you guys can actually have that conversation. But that's really what this boils down to is... No one should be that frustrated where they're putting their hands on you because people who love you do not hurt you. Okay, so thank you so much for the letter and let me know how it goes. Well, that's all the time we have. 
I need your support, Team Grabbit. If you value the free and paid content that I've delivered over the years, please consider subscribing to my accounts or my official website, jessicagrabbit.com today. If you're already a subscriber, now's a great time to use the tip me feature on this Anchor app, as well as the other sites that I have. Send me an Amazon gift card or refer 10 friends that you know that will benefit from my service. Remember, Every contribution, big or small, will ensure that I am able to produce content in the years to come. One day soon, this crazy era of social distancing and hunkering down at home will be behind us. And I'll be back working out at the gym at 6.30 a.m. and camming my regular 10 to 11 a.m. shift. And I know all of you are having fantasies about getting immersed in some of the -the out-of-the-house activities once again. But for now... Every one of us needs alternative ways to escape, and I aim to be that escape. So long, and remember, be good or be good at it. Until next time, bye.